What's up, everybody? It is the No Notes Podcast with Maddie B and H Double here. Um, we are excited for today's episode. It is episode 56, and we have a pretty good one. Um, we're starting kind of a new thing where uh, we handpick topics each episode, but only one person does, and then we talk about it together. So we're kind of going off of that. Um, and so today has been my episode to handpick. And so I decided that we should talk about the Kansas and North Carolina game that just happened on Monday. Give We're going to give our thoughts, reactions, what we liked and what we didn't like. Um, and then after that, um, because we haven't talked about it, we're actually going to talk about the World Cup and basically what the groups are, what we think might go down and kind of all that kind of thing. So a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. as everyone knows, I'm more of a soccer person, um, compared to Charles, um, that's just kind of been my thing. So we're trying to branch out and, uh, do a little bit more. So and you heard a lot more of me talking today compared to other episodes. That's what we're trying to do. So Charles, do you have anything yeah. to say before we get yep. into our topic? Yeah, I got, a, I got a couple things to say. Yeah. That the goal of this is to help Matt, not help him, but let him talk more, and so since he's picking the topics, he'll be the first to kind of go in his analysis and his points. And then I'll go after and we'll just, well, that's how it's going to be. And we'll flip every episode and yeah, that should be the plan. We might have a third person with us for this Monday's episode and we'll kind of let them take over what they want to talk about, you know, cause they're like with us, but for the most part, Matt and I will flip when it's just us two. So should be, should be good. I, I think it'll be a good system for us. And the other thing I have to, to say, uh, you didn't, uh, I'm surprised you didn't comment on my, my haircut because I know you were tired of my long hair. And so it's gone now. So, I, I mean, it was gone on, on Saturday when we did the yeah, episode. Yeah, I, I, I think I commented on Saturday about your haircut. Did I not? I listened to the episode today at work oh. and I know you didn't, but that's okay. Anyways, um, and also... I, I noticed it. I noticed yeah. it. And also, I... Uh, you I, you might have forgotten this, but um, I got to do my forfeit and I already kind of have to pee. So I'm going to drink all this while you start going and can't pee till we're done. So, yeah, you can go ahead and start now. So rip me. Perfect. Yeah. So we're going to start off with the Kansas and UNC game. Um, how we're going to go about this is we're going to talk about each half. I'll give my analysis of the first half. Then Charles will give his. And then I'll do the second half. He'll do the second half. And then the overall game and kind of go that way. Um, so when looking at the first half, um, that's about the best basketball that UNC probably has played all tournament and year. Um, and, you know, I heard a lot about people saying, oh, are they going to come out? You know, is UNC going to come out like slow and lethargic since they just beat Coach K? Um, for that matchup in the final four, is it going to be too much for them? And then we also had to look at um, if Armando Baycott, if his ankle was still going to hurt him because he twisted it the very last 30 seconds. No, sorry, the last five minutes of the second half of the Duke game. And so it was really interesting to see. Um, I know I'm North Carolina. Charles also on North Carolina because um, we are not big Kansas fans at all. We call them something else, but we cannot say it on this podcast because some people could get offended. But we do not like them one bit. 
You literally uh, said you said that exact. You said the thing on Saturday's episode or for Monday's episode. Oh, just, did I? Just saying, but continue, uh, continue, okay. continue. Yeah, no, we call them the Gay Hawks. So because we don't like them at all. Um, but when UNC started playing, it was really good. Um, they played really up pace, up tempo. Um, they're taking some good shots. Granted, Kansas was missing a lot of their layups at the rim. Um, but, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. Sometimes you miss and sometimes you don't. And North Carolina was taking full advantage of it. And they were up by 15 at halftime. It was 40 to 25. So I was really happy because um, UNC did a lot of things right. They were pressing the ball making Kansas take contested shots. They weren't allowing the second chance points and they're really limiting uh, McCormick on what he could and couldn't do. And he got in foul trouble. Um, and so for the last about five minutes, the second half, six minutes or the first half, he wasn't playing. So that was really good. And also the other big light foot for Kansas also got in foul trouble. He had three fouls. So it was looking really good. Um, RJ Davis was doing a great job of facilitating and playmaking and Baycott was taking a good advantage of the inside. Um, and they just looked like a really good team. And I was like, man, North Carolina just has one more half to go and they can do this. Like they tie Villanova for the lowest seed ever to win the national championship as an eight seed. Um, so that's something in mind for next year's brackets. You know, we do love our St. Peter's of the world, but they're probably not going to win. <laughs> it has to be eight seed or, or, or higher, a.k.a. as in, you know, first seed, second seed, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I really just loved the way that they were playing in the first half. And sometimes it's that stigma or that phrase, right? Too bad there's a halftime because as we get into it in the second half, UNC looked like a completely different team, but we'll save that for – the next part but that's my announcement the first half what about you charles yeah yeah i i see what you're saying i was looking uh while one of the first things you said you thought it was the best half of basketball and i was looking at it and uh because at the baylor game and i was like was that a better half you know i didn't actually watch that uh game until the comeback but it probably was their, their best half you know in the baylor game they count even stronger then almost choked but yeah they won anyways yeah i mean north carolina I felt like they – I mean, Kansas got off to a quick start, you know, 7-0. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, I don't know, Kansas getting out in transition. You know, North Carolina looks, looks you know, nervous, shaky. I, I wasn't feeling great. And, and you know, Kansas was, was getting transition buckets. And I was like, that's exactly what North Carolina doesn't want to do. And they got up to 7-0, and I was a little worried, like, you know. But, of course, I was like, you yeah, can calm down. And they started to chip away, get some baskets going. And – yeah, I was really shocked that they got to the, the foul line a lot in the first half compared to Kansas. That was the big difference. So they got a 15-point lead because they were dominating on the glass. And, and Baycott was able to, even though he maybe wasn't 100%, was able to still be a, a presence. And they were, you know, getting a lot of rebounds, getting a lot of foul calls. Like you said, got the bigs in foul trouble. So a lot of free throws. And it is kind of like it was that 16-0 run. It was 22-22, and then went on a 16-0 run. Mm -hmm to go up 38-22 before Kansas hit a three or a three-point play. Can't remember exactly. And then the putback uh, to make it a 15-point game. So it just kind of happened like that. It was kind of a blur. And I was just like, you know, it was going on. And I was like, man, North Carolina is up 16 now once they got up to that. 
And like Caleb Love, we'll, we'll t- I'll talk about him more. He didn't really have a, a good first half at all. And so, you know, I was like, man, they're doing this without Caleb Love. I haven't heard his name really at all yet. And he'd been kind of the star, I'd say, of the tournament besides Manic. I mean, they've all been great, but, you know, Caleb Love really took it up another level. And I was like, man, they're up 16, you know, and they were just more physical. Like I said, you know, getting to the free throw line, getting rebounds. And I was like, yeah, North Carolina is really owning Kansas. Kansas is playing kind of soft right now. And like you said, they were missing some 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 shots that they, they could have easily made. And so I, I, I came in, you know, I wasn't I – was, I was still like – I think Kansas could come back. I, I didn't have that feeling of like maybe North Carolina in the Baylor game when they had the lead and then came out and like extended up to like what 25 is what they got up to before the ejection or whatever. They, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't think that was going to happen. I was like, I don't know. I just, there's still something inside of me. I was like, I'm not too confident in North Carolina. I, I mean, I wasn't like saying like, Oh, they're going to collapse, but I was just like, I don't know. I just didn't have a feeling about it. And I was like, I'm not sure. I'm just a little worried. And obviously, once we get into the second half, my my worries became true. And so th- that might also in the first half, they definitely dominated. Like you said, if there wasn't a halftime, they would have won, um, obviously, because then the break stops the flow and everything. But they were just the better team, more physical. They wanted to win more, just, you know, get into the free throw line more, rebounds. So a good first half for North Carolina, that's for sure. If you're a North Carolina fan like you, you know, you said you're kind of a fan, so I'm sure you were like, that was a really good first half, just got to close. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so. Yeah, and I know I'm a fan of a lot of teams, but I just root for them because my dad grew up as a North Carolina fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charles has been to my basement and stuff in Missouri, um, but we always had a, I don't know if you remember or noticed, but we had a license plate that said number one UNC fan. It had, like, the logo that you I think I do, logo. yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. So we've had it. So it's not like this is a new thing. Like my dad loves them. I mean, I've never rooted for Duke in my life. Um, it's always been North Carolina for me. Um, but yeah, so that was just something that was, that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, kind of sucked that they gave up the lead. And that's what we're going to talk about the second half. The second half was a struggle. If you're a UNC fan, um, I think Kansas came out in a, uh, I think it was a 12 to two run. I believe, I think it's what it was. Mm-hmm. And once that happened, I was like, oof. like I thought the game was going to be close. Like when Carolina was up by 15, I was like, okay, this doesn't seem like a national championship game that I was thinking of. And then Kansas made it close and then eventually took the lead. And I was like, okay, this is the championship game. I thought was going to happen was we're going to have back and forth lead changes and everything. And even though Charles and I didn't like the outcome, I do have to say it was a very good championship game. I mean, it literally came down to the wire. Yeah. Which is what you want when it comes to March Madness. I mean, that's, you know, granted our team that we were rooting for didn't win. But if you're wanting to watch a game, like that's a game to watch, right? All the way down to the wire, piques your interest and everything. Um, and I was pretty happy with it. Um, granted, Caleb Love, even though he's great, Charles and I both really like him. Uh, he played basketball in Missouri at CBC, so Christian Brothers Christian in St. Louis. So another Missouri guy um, doing pretty well. Um, so just goes to show how good basketball is in Missouri. Um, but he didn't show up in the second half at all. He was taking just shots that I don't 
I don't know if what happened, if all the magic that he had was using the Duke game or what, but even some of the rim runs that he made, other than like layup attempts, were just a little short. It was a little off, and it didn't feel like the normal Caleb Love. And and he was a key to them winning the game. Him, Davis, and Baycott had to play at an A-type level to win. And I would say Baycott and Davis were at an A-level, and Love was at a C-level. And that's kind of why they lost. But the person who stood out the most to me on UNC after the half was Puff Johnson, my guy, Cam Johnson's little brother. Um, one of the plays I loved was whenever he did that, I don't know how he did it, but that layup on the baseline to get in. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, crap, how the freak did you do that? Like, that looks like a Cameron Johnson type play, you know? Um, and even him hitting a couple threes in the corner, same way, was looking good. Um, and he really helped out. He took up a lot of the scoring. Um, he did a lot mm-hmm. of scoring help because Caleb was out. Um, but I don't know. I just felt like, oh, man, it's kind of weird. I was just like, man, UNC might get this. And then they were up 69-68. And then right. – um, and then Kansas came down, hit a shot, and the next play, Baycott was going to the rim. And it's kind of funny. I don't know if you I don't know if you've seen this video, but they're thinking about the court, how yep. it like kind of dipped in and mm-hmm. I don't know. Kind of weird. And that's kind of why I wish they would play at um like a basketball venue more than like a football stadium. Also one, because I don't think the football stadium is very good for view when it comes to that kind of stuff. It's just built differently. I wish it was a basketball stadium, but that was definitely the turning point because off that turnover, they threw it down to McCormick once Baycock came out and he hit the jump hook. I mean, at 72-69, and North Carolina just couldn't hit a three. So, my, uh, you want me to go now? All right. So. Yeah, first I want to talk about – okay, so obviously you start the second half, right? And I, it's funny because, you know, I remember Skip Bayless, like, this game's over. You know, I thought they were going to win by 30. I was thinking to myself, like, have you ever – you don't know college basketball. Halftime changes everything. Yeah. I don't know what it is about North Carolina. And you in the Baylor game, you saw this. Oh, they were an absolute disaster. They can't handle pressure that well. I don't know why. I really I, – R.J. Davis seems like a really good point guard, really steady point guard. They seem like they have good guards that can handle pressure. For some reason, they just can't. And Kansas only did man-to-man. It wasn't even a zone full court. It was man-to-man full court, and they forced, like, two quick turnovers. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's not how you want to start a half at all and give Kansas momentum. Like, the one where he just threw it before – or, like, the yeah. five seconds. Yeah, he just, like – just because it was a little bit of pressure. And it's like – it didn't seem like North Carolina was, like – urgent to you know like to go like oh they're pressing us we need to get it in like they're kind of just you know moving a little bit there's like only Caleb Love and RJ Davis and no one came maybe to come to the ball and I was like wouldn't you be expecting that a little bit from Kansas being down 15 and like I said in the Baylor game they were turning it over left and right it was awful and they for some reason struggled against pressure now Kansas kind of let off once they kind of got got back got, got back into and took the lead but that first part of the half when they start just man-on-man full court, they forced multiple turnovers. And that's what started I mean, it all. Just, like, think about it. If if you take away a couple of those turnovers, mm-hmm. North Carolina 
might not be in the position to be down, right? You, you yeah. stop the run. And, and, and I, I like what you said, you know, like, yeah, can't handle pressure. We saw it in the Baylor game. Maybe it's the Big mm-hmm. 12. You know, maybe it's the Big 12. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, Baylor's was an intense zone full court. That looked awful to go against. I'll be honest. But Kansas is, was definitely manageable. And, like, I remember there were multiple plays still when they were getting, like, R.J. Davis would speed up and he would just – Caleb would speed up and they just dribble way too fast and lose control and they turn it over. Uh, they had 13 turnovers on the game, which is too many. And, th- I mean, that was obviously – the I think that was the biggest key as to why they lost. And your guy, Puff Johnson, I think his name's Donovan. I remember Charlie Brown looked it up. But they, he kept them in the game with some those big shots, I'm not going to lie. Or else I don't think they would have been in the position they were to potentially win it. But, yeah, they just couldn't handle the pressure. And Kansas started feeding off of that, you know, a little more pressure, you know, that energy. And, like I said, Caleb Love – I mean, you said R.J. Davis is everything. A. I don't think that's the case. He shot 5 for 17, 0 for 5 from 3. But Caleb Love shot 5 for 24, 1 for 8 from 3. I guess and, I'm just comparing him to Caleb Love. It's, right. <laughs> that's they, combined, they shot they shot one for 13 from three. The whole team shot 21%, 31% from the field. But, yeah, I mean, Kansas really – and that's, this is the thing. Like, North Carolina was able to still get some baskets, but Kansas was starting to score almost every possession. And it changed so quick because I don't – you know, the big part is Kansas went up, I think, five or six once I got another turnover – in transition, it led to the and one. And it was yeah. like 56-50 with like 10 minutes left. And all of a sudden, you're like, Kansas is up six. So yeah. at least credit to North Carolina. And I think Puff Johnson was a big part of that for battling back because it could have easily gotten out of hand and been up Kansas up 15, you know? Because at that point, they went up six. And I was like, what is North Carolina doing? And this was in 10 minutes. They got outscored by 21 points. Yeah. Because you know, Kansas won this huge run. And it, I don't know why they they seem to have good guards. I don't know why they couldn't handle pressure that well at all. And they were just getting way too sped up. Like R.J. Davis is very fast, Caleb Love very fast, and they were just getting into traffic, not knowing where to go, and just forcing it because they're rushing because they were getting full court pressed. And maybe that's you know lack of experience. I think they're both sophomores, but to get that far, you know, I, I don't know. So. I just thought that they could have been definitely well better disciplined, and that was the biggest reason why they lost. Now. Yes, Caleb Love was was awful. Took a, took some not you know he had some decent looks, but he missed them. Took a lot of contested uh, forced threes. I thought that didn't go down to try and get his rhythm. I know he hit those against UCLA, which were crazy. If he doesn't and hit those, it, they probably don't win. Yeah, against Duke. So honestly, he'd been going, but that's just the thing, you know. With like March Madness, sometimes you just it seems like in the championship game when it matters most is when you like cool off. And I didn't think North Carolina was fatigued by any means. I thought they still looked good. Now they had, you know, Brady Mack had potential concussion when he got rocked like twice. And then Caleb even turned his ankle earlier in the second half, but he seemed all right. Mm-hmm. So a little bit unfortunate there, but I just, I wish Mack got the ball more. He'd been really hot in the tournament. He only shot it eight times for the whole game. I think only three, four times in the second half. And he was the only guy who could hit threes. He was like three for five and he wasn't, they weren't really getting him any looks. So I wish he got more involved. I thought, you know, Caleb was forcing it too much. And, yeah, I mean, it's it just comes down to that. And, you know, obviously Kansas was starting to get, you know, some some shots going, starting to, you know, get McCormick was really starting to cause problems. And like you said, when it, we came 69-68, 
Uh, North Carolina actually got a stop on Kansas, but McCormick was able to get the offensive rebound against Manning because of the size, mm-hmm. and then he was able to put it back in to give him yeah. the lead. And then Baycott got hurt, and then Manning had to try and wall him up. McCormick's just a grown man. Jump hook right over him. It's a three-point game. And then it's 72-69. We go to North Carolina's possession. It's just kind of a wild possession. Caleb forces a really long three, like 12 seconds left. They get the rebound. Puff shoots like a three. Not a good look, though, at all. He airballs. Manic gets the ball and throws it out of bounds, trying to get it to the corner. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, that's probably game. And then Kansas blunders it with the play. And Dewan Harris who committed to Missouri State, actually, Isaiah Mosley and Javante Black's high school teammate at Rockbridge. Mm-hmm. He got the ball, went out of bounds because he was kind of out of control. And, you know, like, thinking to yourself, oh, okay. North Carolina's got a huge break there because what are they? what is he doing, you know, like getting that sped up that close to the line. It's like you're going to have trouble staying in bounds. And even if he wasn't out of bounds, it looked like he walked and just threw it into the middle of the court. So it might have been picked off anyways. Yeah. So it might have been a break for Kansas that they ruled him to check out of bounds to be through it. Like that, you could have gotten maybe a better transition look for three, you know. But anyways, last possession. I think it's supposed to go to Manic actually, but he he's like he trips on the sideline. They throw it into Caleb Love. He takes another just long three, not close, and game over. Uh, fifteen point comeback, biggest comeback in NCAA championship history for Bill Self and the Jayhawks, and, and for anyone. Yeah, anyone, but they're the ones who did it. So if you're in North Carolina, that's, I mean, it's honestly gut wrenching. So do you want to give your thoughts on the game and then I'll give mine, like the overall game? I just have to say overall game, I think there's three players. I'll give two each. So two on Kansas, two on um, North Carolina. I'll start with North Carolina first. Baycott deserves an A. He played Mm -hmm. about as well as you could on a bum ankle. Right. It didn't even look like he had a bum ankle. I think, what, he had 17 and 15? He Something had like 15 and 15. <laughs> 15 and 15, yeah. So 15 and 15 on an ankle that people were worried about, right? So yeah. that's awesome. And he influenced the game. My second grade that I give an A to was Puff Johnson. I think he did a great job, came in. No one really expected much from him. I mean, granted, I really liked watching him play this tournament. I didn't realize that he was Cameron's little brother. I did. He looked just like him. I was like, that well, was just like Cameron well, Johnson. Well, he looked like him. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was like, that looks like Cam Johnson. But, like, you know, sometimes you look like someone and whatever, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, he's at North Carolina. He's wearing the same number as his brother. Like, I think Cam Johnson wore 14 as well, I think. Um, but then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, Puff Johnson, the brother of Cam. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So I knew that in the Baylor game. Um, so those guys give A's. Now, on the winning side, Kansas side, McCormick has to get an A. He was a man, and he really dictated what was happening in the paint and with offensive rebounds. Oh, yeah, for sure. Another person that's an A, and it pains me because you know I'm a big ASU fan. I know where you're going with this. I'm going with Remy Martin. Two big threes. And whenever he, whenever he left Arizona State, it made me sad because I really love Arizona State. And we even watched and called one of his games in high school with Marvin Bagley Jr. and Sierra Canyon playing against our school, Kickapoo. And he was really good, super fast. Um, and it was crazy because they were bringing him off the bench. 
which to have him on <laughs> your bench, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, um, but man, he hit like he, he had, I think he was four for four. No, four for five, I think. From four three. for six. Four for six. He banked in one three. Right. And had, yeah. and had another shot, whatever, in the first half. But then second half, yeah. he had two corner threes and another three that either kept the Jayhawks tied or gave them the lead each time. And to me, I think those are plays that are championship-winning plays that we don't think about. So to me, that's why I, call, I give him the A because he did what he was supposed to do, which was give you good minutes, but give you even better than that, which was quality minutes. So those yeah. are my four guys in the whole game that got A's, and those are the guys who determined who won or not, and McCormick and Martin made just one more play than I think Baycott and Johnson did that game. And that goes to show you that it's not about the starters. It really can come down to your bench of who wins the game or not. I don't know if it's necessarily that they made more plays than those guys. I just think it was a lack of plays from, you know, Caleb well, yeah. Love well, yeah. and RJ Davis. Just, but, yeah, I know what you mean. Two, I know what you mean. If you're comparing the two, the other two made more plays than the other ones because Love and Davis right. weren't picking up their slack. So, side note, I have to pee pretty bad. But, anyways, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I agree with you on your four, actually. Those are my four. If you're talking about two from the best from each team, I'd give those – the other, the honorable mention, Christian, uh, is it Braun or Brown? I keep Brown. Brown. That's what I think. Who actually played at, played at sure. Mocan Elite with Isaiah Mosley. So yep. they're good friends. I know that. I'm a big Missouri State fan. Hopefully Mosley doesn't join Kansas now. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, so big. He's not in the transfer portal. But anyways, big. He was honorable mention. And then also I said give it to R.J. Davis. No, I give it to Brady Manick, actually. Because yeah. he did what he could in the limited opportunities. He doesn't get enough, in my opinion. But he played yeah. really good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you're in North Carolina, though, this is the last thing I'll say about it. Like, you outrated – guess how much they out-rebounded them by? Have you seen this stat? Who out-rebounded who? UNC out-rebounded Kansas. Guess how many by? I think, wasn't it by, like, 16? 20. It's 20. 55 to 35, and you don't win. And they shot 80% from the free throw line, 18 of 22. Those are like, those are, you know, those are key stats. Key stats. That, I mean, the only, who, yeah. besides obviously shooting and all that, those are the, and the only other one is the one that killed them is turnovers with 13. Those are like the three big stats, in my opinion, that aren't on the stat sheet, you know. Mm-hmm. But you win the rebounding battle fight by 20 and you lose. They had, how many offensive rebounds did they have? They had, 24 offensive rebounds to Kansas is eight, 24 extra possessions and they don't win. Like that just shows you how bad they shot. I mean, 20 or 31% from the field, 20% from three Kansas shot 43% from the field, 35% from three. Just, it's just tough when Caleb Love goes four for 18 in the second half, you know, the guy had been probably the hottest guy for them, arguably besides Manic doesn't shoot well and man didn't get enough looks in my opinion. And it just is what it is. Maybe, I don't know. They should have ran more plays for him. I thought he was their best, best offense. So really that's, that's a stinger, honestly, game that definitely should have won in my opinion. So, I mean, shout out to Kansas. I kind of, you know, makes sense for them feel good because the COVID season 2020, they were going to be the number one overall seat or they were 
when the brackets got released. And I actually wasn't going to maybe pick them to win it all because they looked really good. They didn't get a well, chance to compete. They didn't get released. I thought it did because it got canceled on the – oh, no, because – uh yeah, that's right, the Big Ten tournament got canceled, all that stuff. They were supposed yeah, to be the number one uh, roster if they won the Big 12. But Yeah, because BYU was looking at either being a three or four seed that year. Right. they just – Gonzaga, and that was probably – I forgot. It was there. right before that. So – and they, they had, had the, I they had a really good team. Final four. Kansas had a really good team that year, and they didn't even get to try it. And Bill Self they did acknowledge it in the post game about how that was kind of for them, you know. And McCormick, you know, who's on that team, was like, "We this was you know for them, you know, or to that team, you know, like we we have extra motivation so we didn't get a chance." And I might have picked them to win because they looked really good that year, you know. So oh yeah, kind of you know, obviously none of the teams that were supposed to make it got a chance, but like Kansas, you know, they were definitely one of the best four, I think, one seed most likely. One of the better Jayhawk teams I've seen. So, yeah. So, I mean, they were able to redeem it with this championship. So, that's good for them. And I saw, like, Bill Self give the hat to, I think, Dotson, who was, like, one of the, the key players. Like, you deserve this hat. You know, this should be yours. Mm-hmm. One of the key players on that 2020 team that got canceled. So, yeah. But I don't like Kansas. It's kind of a sour taste, but whatever. I'll move on. I already have. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like Kansas either, but, you know. To them, it just goes to show you what type of people they are in the character. I mean, you know. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, we could, Yeah, this World Cup, we could, you know, do pretty quick. That would be nice because I got to pee, my, my guy. This well, is, that's good because you have, like, uh, you know, good old 10, 15 minutes. So. Oh, this is rough, man. It's really – it's hit me the last five minutes pretty bad. Moving <laughs> uh, so, on the World Cup. Good thing I don't know much about this, so I don't have to talk that much. <laughs> Going to the World Cup. There was the draw on Friday, and what it does is it takes the 30, the 32 countries that are going to be in the World Cup and put them in their groups, and you have different pots. You have pot one, two, three, and four, and they're all it's all based on ranking. Um, uh, basically, yeah, it's all based on ranking. And so, except for, like, the playoffs. So, like, if you're in a playoff, like a European playoff or an intercontinental one, it doesn't matter what your ranking is, you're going to go – into that pot so from that there was the draw and there's um i believe there's about one or two groups i think are really hard the rest are pretty good um but the usa group is kind of interesting because you'll have england and usa and iran and then one in either Sweden, Ukraine, or Wales, depending on who wins those playoffs. Um, for those who want to watch, USA and England will be on Black Friday. So I think people so, should watch it. So That'd the World Cup's of, pretty pretty late this year then, because isn't wasn't normally in the summer? It's in the summer, but this year, because it is in Qatar, average temperatures in the summer there are 120 degrees. So they're not going to play it then. Uh, but we're going to have to watch it when it's cold. <laughs> yeah. In the Dang. winter time. So this is funny. In the winter time in Qatar, it is an average temperature of 90 degrees. So, so like you said, you know, because normally when I think of the World Cup, it's nice and warm. You know, yeah. like when you and I, when we watched it, we like biked to Sonic and back and we watched it. When we yeah. we're can watch it, it's going to be Black Friday and cold probably. So that's going to well, suck. Then, if you want to come visit me in San Antonio, we can watch it together there. Okay, it's it's pretty warm in Texas, so especially San Antonio. Yeah. So, but yeah, keep yeah. going. So that was that's a group that's pretty interesting. Another group that I really enjoy just because I'm a Germany fan 
Germany, Spain, Japan, and then either, I believe it is, oh, freak. Um, CRC or NZL, <laughs> if you know what those yeah, are. Yeah, Costa Rica or New Zealand. Okay. I thought New Zealand. I wasn't sure about CRC, but yeah, Costa Rica yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so that is, that's a kind of a fun little group. Um, the rest of the groups, uh, Group A, you have Netherlands, Qatar, is it Senegal? Yep. And um, I believe it's Tunisia, right? Ecuador. Ecuador, yes. Ecuador. I already said Group B. Mm-hmm. Group C is? Oh, do you need me to read it off? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. And then Group D? France, Denmark. Um, there's another play in. AUS. Yep. Is that Australia? Yes. UAE? United Arab Emirates or Peru? Peru. Okay. Spain. Oh, you already said Group B. Whoops. Yeah. Group F. Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Mm-hmm. Group G. Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Group H. Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, Korea, Republic. Uruguay. Whatever. I'm not good with pronouns. I, I was waiting for me to botch one of them, and I, I knew it was going <laughs> to happen. You set me up for that. I knew it was going to happen. So some of the games I'm excited for is the Ghana and Uruguay game because in 2010, I don't know if you remember this, that's never one of the guys in Uruguay did a handball right by the goal. And then Ghana got a penalty kick and hit it on the top of the bar. They miss it. They didn't get to go to the semifinals, the final four, right? Ooh. So that's a good game. Germany, Spain is always a good game. Uh, USA, England will be good. There's a lot of good teams. I'm really excited for it. Um, I definitely do miss, I mean, the World Cup that you and I most remember is definitely the 2014 World Cup. Oh, it's got to be. Together, you know. And we watched, um, the when we went to Sonic and back, we watched the USA and Belgium game, I think, if you remember that. Yeah. I do remember it, and they lost, I believe. Yeah, USA lost 1-0, but it was super close. It was super fun. And Mm. that's kind of when I think I turned you on to the World Cup. Because I know in 2018, I think you said you watched a decent amount of it, right? No, I don't think I watched any of it. 2014, I I actually, you got me into it, though. I watched a decent amount of the 2014 one. Um, Because, like, it was, I mean, that's I don't know. Like, when it's a big event like that, I'm going to watch it. You know, I I always watch postseason sports, you know, if I don't watch the regular season that much. I'm going to watch the, the World Cup. That's what's going to get me the most into soccer. And, like, yeah. I, I, the 2014 one was was really cool. I remember that. That one was sick, honestly. And I love the teams that aren't supposed to go far that got make it, you know, far. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't remember who it was that 2014 year, but some teammate to the top eight, the quarters, I'm guessing it's what it's called. I don't it know. Costa Rica. Costa, that's what I thought. I thought it was Costa Rica. So, like, if you see a team like that, that's cool. You know, countries obviously support their teams. It's It's, it's – I'm going to try and watch it this year for sure. So, and USA is back. So that's something that we're not seeing it in 2018. So, yeah. And I think that was one of the things that you told me, you emailed me, you said, Oh yeah, USA didn't make it. So I probably won't watch it as much, which makes sense. Cause the USA, I mean, we're not a big soccer country, but whenever we do make it, people do tend to watch it more, you know? Mm-hmm. So I know we're running a little bit low on time, and you also need to go to the bathroom. So what was that? What was that thumbs up on your your screen? Did you do that? No, 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 no. it was like it was like a graphic on the top of your the corner of your screen. I don't know. Whatever. 
No. Was it, okay, keep going. What are you saying? Anyways, I want from right now Woo. for Charles. Out of all the out of all the teams there, oh, all the country, they don't know a lot about soccer. <laughs> who is your winner, and who do they play for the final? Hmm. Let me just uh... look at the rankings. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I think Germany is going to go there. And France, because they're the last two winners. <laughs> um, I could have looked up the rankings. That's a good idea, but I didn't even know I could do that. So, But I don't know. Well, I mean, they seem like soccer soccer powerhouses. I I just, like you said, I don't know enough about it. So I'm just going to say Germany beats France, if that's what it can come to. And just so you know, the last, uh, since 2006, every World Cup winner since then in the next World Cup hasn't made it out of the group stage. Uh-oh. I just jinxed. I just jinxed France. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's ask you that because you know a lot more about soccer. Give me actually your who makes it out of um, each group because there's the two that make it, so sixteen, and then give me your final four as I want to call it, and then yeah. Okay, so Group A, I'm gonna say you have Netherlands and Ecuador make it out. Okay. In Group B, uh, England and USA. Okay. Group C, Argentina and Mexico. Am I in Group D now? Yep, you're in Group D. Uh, France and Denmark. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Group E, which is the Germany one, right? Germany, Spain, Japan, yeah. Yeah, Germany, Spain will make it out. Uh, group F, um, that is who's now in Belgium, again? Canada, Croatia. Morocco. I'm going to go Canada and I like Belgium. That. I like Canada. I do too. I really like Canada. Um, in Group G, I'll say Brazil Ooh. and Cameroon. Mm-hmm. And the last one, I'm going to go because who's in there? Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and Korea. South Korea. I'm going to go with Ghana mm-hmm. and Portugal. Okay. Now, for my final four, I'm going to say you have Germany, um, a lot of teams. I know. But if there's I'm anyone who go, knows, who can give a good prediction, it's you. I'm going to go Brazil. Okay. Because I really do like their team. They're really good. Um, I'm going to go with... I don't know who to go with. Um, Ooh, man. Sure, taking you a while. I, I don't know if you're... Uh... I'm going to go with Netherlands. Yeah. Oh, wait. Hopefully these guys don't play each other. Freak. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forget all this stuff. Crap. Well, whatever. Just... You're good. You can just keep going. You know, I don't care. You're good. I know you don't care. How about Ooh, this? Especially don't right, I especially don't care right now. How about this? That's those are the teams I think will get out those okay. sixteen. I don't okay. know okay. how it's gonna work. Just give me I'm your winner. Pick. Just give me your winner then. My winner's Germany, just because I'm a big Germany hey. guy. <laughs> but also, I really do love their team and their coach is really good. So this will be the last. Yeah, I'm torturing myself, aren't I? But I, I'm wanting 
I'm letting, I'm asking you about this, even though this is your topic, but I want I to know. know, is there a bracket that's really good? And there's like maybe a third team that's, that you didn't say is going to make it out. That could definitely make it out in another group. Um, uh, yeah. Does one come to I, your mind? I definitely think Uruguay could make it out if they're mm-hmm. in a different group. I definitely think Croatia could make it out in a different group. So they're um, just in tough groups. Those groups are definitely the hardest. I think those two. Um, group F and Group H. I think Group F and Group H are pretty mm-hmm. hard. And um, the Germany one is pretty hard, too. I think those are the top three. Because right. even uh, Costa Rica is pretty good, too. They, they shouldn't be underestimated. So right. I think those three are the hardest groups, I okay. think. So Yeah, I got you. I know I know Qatar's the host country, but I just don't see them beating. They're, they're a good team. I just don't think they're not going to beat Netherlands, and I don't see them beating uh, Ecuador. Um, or who's the other one in that group again? Senegal. Senegal. I think Senegal beats them, so it'll be interesting to see. So. Yeah. Ooh, man. But I know it's I know it's not a lot of uh, soccer talk because you know my boy Charles one wants to go to the bathroom, but two isn't the best hey, with soccer. If, but, if you got everything that you wanted to say off your chest, then we're good, yeah, right? Hopefully, we do a little bit more of a, a World Cup edition when it comes in November. I think that'll be a lot more fun, a lot more hype, and we can actually get into it. Um, so, Charles, you better be prepared. Get your notes ready, even though it's no notes, Ooh. but get them ready in your head. <laughs> But, and by the way, I just wanted to look it up because I was curious. I looked at uh, the weather, you know, 94 degrees, 99, 93, 96, 95, 97, 98, lows in the high 70s. So, oh, in Qatar right now? Qatar, yeah. Woo. Yeah. All sunny, too. Oh, yeah. golly. Imagine if you went worked out there in the summer, you'd probably have to bring like five Gatorades. Five Gatorades and at least two gallons of sunscreen every day. <laughs> I think you got you pretty used to that on your mission, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to work back up to it, though. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But. Yeah, I'm ready to talk about the UNC and Kansas game. World Cup, <sighs> November. My wire's going to explode, bro. I'm glad that you're having issues with uh, mm-hmm. the water. Yep, um, that's not good. <laughs> but we should have a special episode on Sunday. Um, Which will come out Monday, but film on yeah. Sunday, yeah. Yeah, should I uh, should I tell them what the Monday podcast is about or no? Nah, we can That'd we can let surprise? them find out. Yeah, they can find out. Okay. Oh god, hey, we have a good a good episode on Monday. Charles won't have to do any punishment. Thank goodness. And I will be doing my IHOP punishment when school gets over. I promised I will do it when this school is over. Mm-hmm. Boom, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, do it. Uh, any last words? No, nope, nope, I'm good. All right, we're good. I'm ready to go. So listen on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Thank you, guys. Uh, we'll see you later. This might have been the worst punishment yet. Oh, God. All right, peace. <laughs> Are you done? Yeah.